right, everyone, let's go. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Wobcast 2.0. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw. It's Wobby, joined by my partner, per usual, Giles, here to react to the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft and talk about what might be to come in rounds two and three as we sit here on Friday and then on the rest of the draft on Saturday and over the course of the weekend. So well, we're going to come at you with some of our reactions uh, with some things still on our wish list, and we're going to do it pretty quickly because it's, you know, it's one fifteen central right now, and the draft's going to start at like 6 o'clock. So uh, we want to get into it as fast as we can, react to some stuff, and then we'll come back at you when the draft is over with another episode where we break down everything that happened throughout the course of the 2023 NFL draft. And as you will hear throughout the course of this show, we believe there is much to come for the Vikings throughout the course of the rest of the draft. So let's talk about all of it right now. Let's bring in Giles. Hey, bud, how you doing? Hey, hey, we're doing well. Uh, I think there were a few tears shed last night when Anthony Richardson went four overall to the Colts. Uh, I was definitely uh, looking for him to come uh, be a man in purple, but you know, such is life. Uh, You know, we, we dropped a little bit later into the first round uh, where we were supposed to pick actually, which if you were to ask me going into the draft, if we would stay put, I would have said absolutely not. So I was proven wrong. That much is uh, definitely true. Um, And, you know, as much as I shed a tear for Anthony Richardson, I also shed a tear for uh, Adam Thielen when he left. And when you think about it, it's really addition by subtraction with, uh, the addition being Jordan Addison. So I'm really, really excited for our wide receiver room. That's yeah. going to be a phenomenal fit. Yeah. Um, I think we should, we should, uh, let's, let's begin the episode. Let's qualify all the forthcoming opinions with what do you think about the pick Jordan Addison? I'm sure you've been asked that I've been asked that, you know, so far, and we're going to talk about it on, here on the show and we're going to talk about it in the future until I see games played. All I can say is you know, I'm fine with it. Like I Mm -hmm. obviously Kevin O'Connell knows what he's looking for in this offense. I mean, he's, he's demonstrated that he knows what he's doing. His first year calling plays and designing things was very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Justin Jefferson for my money is the best or second best receiver in the NFL. I don't know how you could dispute that. So if Kevin O'Connell, if you're Quezzy and Kevin O'Connell comes to you and says, I'm cool with this guy. Okay, like I put him on the list. So, uh, right. And I think that's what happened. I think that Jordan Addison, I don't know what number receiver he was for Kevin O'Connell, but probably one of his top, you know, two or three. So, Mm -hmm. if not number one. So, Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. He comes into a great scenario with a really accurate passer, uh, an offensive play caller and head coach who knows what he's doing, a a partner in Justin Jefferson who's going to take most of the attention. You got a really good tight end who's going to be here for the long term. So it's it's really a great situation for Jordan Addison. And I don't have any reason to, to doubt um, the fact that he could turn out to be a great pick. With that, so we're cool with him. I, I think now if Jordan Addison would have been my highest graded player at the time of the pick, I would have taken Jordan Addison. That's what I would have done. If Jordan Addison had the same grade as two or three other players who played different positions more than likely I would have taken one of those other players. I I just didn't feel wide receiver was a huge need. I know Thielen's out. Mm-hmm. I'll be the first to admit. I don't think KJ Osborne is the next Adam Thielen. Like I think KJ Osborne's a good number three guy. Um, 
So I do see a hole at the number two wide receiver spot. So they did address a need. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it was as extreme a need as say another corner would have been. I happen yeah. to think edge is a need for them. Mm-hmm. I know that I know that Smith and Hunter are here, but I, I don't know that we're happy with what Smith's going to need to get paid and certainly what Hunter might need to get paid. So I think edge was a need. I really yeah. liked Nolan Smith. We talked about that guys before the draft. Um, so I might've gone a different position, all things being equal. That's how I felt about it. So I couldn't help, but feel a little disappointed, I guess a little underwhelmed when the Vikings made that pick. That was my raw emotion in the moment, like right away. Yep. I was underwhelmed. That's totally fair. Uh, I would say I had a, a kind of similar opinion because I was really into Zay Flowers. Uh, that was my number one. Uh, I think even uh, the the big board had Zay Flowers as the number one wide receiver. Um, yeah. Very, very complimentary to someone like Debo Samuel. And when I think about the Minnesota Vikings in this offseason and what they've made uh, in changes, I really see them as a team that's trying to mimic the 49ers versus the Rams. So someone like Debo Samuel would have been a phenomenal fit uh, in Zay Flowers. But Obviously, he went uh, the pick before. So um, mm-hmm. the next best thing uh, beyond like uh, Najigba uh, would be Addison. And I think he was a phenomenal pick. Um, he ended the year in college football as I believe the 12th or 13th best wide receiver. Uh, phenomenal hands. Uh, I was talking to a data scientist recently uh, that analyzes football a lot. And he described him as Adam Thielen 2.0. He's been yeah. uh, mocking him uh, all the uh, all throughout the offseason, uh, not even necessarily in the context of the Minnesota Vikings, but if you're looking to provide a comparison, it's a young Adam Thielen. And great at route running, phenomenal hands, good attitude. Uh, so if you can really get that out of Jordan Addison, I think there's really some tremendous upside here. And when you think about positional value here, um, although I don't disagree in terms of the other more immediate needs uh, on the team. I think this was the one position that they thought they could attack both the short term and the long term because after next year, we only have two wide receivers under contract, assuming, well, now we picked up the fifth year option for Justin Jefferson. You only have Jalen Naylor and Justin Jefferson on the roster. So um, after this next season, wide receiver becomes a low key need. So I think they were looking to say, how, how can we improve this year, but also improve next year versus sometimes a cornerback, for example, takes a year or two to develop. Yep. And, uh, that that's not as necessarily as immediate of a need or a immediate of an impact uh, as, as something that Jordan Addison could help out with. Yeah. Well said. And you, you said something that prompted a thought here. And it was that if you were to cl- in, in a cluster, if you were to stack the high end receivers in this class, you would have mm-hmm. put Zay flowers ahead of Addison and ahead of everyone. You would have had him mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. What I saw unfold last night, Giles, if you look at it a certain way, can remind you of the 2016 NFL draft Mm. where the Vikings were picking 23rd and picked Laquan Mm -hmm. Treadwell. Yep. The Texans at 21 took Will Fuller. The Redskins at then at the time, the Redskins, the commanders at 22 took Doxon and then the Vikings took Treadwell right now. None of those guys really panned out. I think Fuller was the best of that three, and then injuries yeah. plagued his career. Mm-hmm. So none of those guys really worked out. But you couldn't help but feel that the Vikings got their third choice of those three. You know, that yeah. yeah. That and I was in the building at the time. So I that's how I felt. And like I would like to think I had my finger on the pulse at that time. Yeah. So oh, of course. Um that happened in this year as well in front of the Vikings. 
Yep. Um, three, three wide receivers beforehand. Right. It went Quentin Johnston, 21 to the Chargers, 22 Ravens, Zay Flowers, 23 Vikings, Jordan Addison. Yep. Now, I don't get the same sense that Addison would have been third in their cluster right there. I, I kind of am wondering if he would have been first or second. Um, and I am definitely reading tea leaves there. It's mm-hmm. not concrete evidence or inside information. I'm just reading comments, listening to press conferences and watching draft room videos from the Vikings entertainment network. Yeah. I, I sense genuine excitement. Yep. The only thing that makes me wonder and second guess that Giles is they used almost all of the clock mm-hmm. to, to make the pick. Did you, did this thought cross your mind? Okay. Yep. I was just going to go there. Yeah. Okay. So I really think they were trying to trade out. I got the same impression. Yep. Um, Which, I mean, you've been in the the war room a lot more than I have. So you tell me if this is wrong, but if you wait that long, that tells me you simply couldn't find a trade partner. um, And that was the best person on your board. Yes. That's what I think happened. Mm -hmm. So what I'm wondering is if they were like, because I still think they really like Jordan Addison. Like I I think that Kevin O'Connell is enthusiastic about him. Yep. Um, I just think they thought they could get him later. Agreed. And they didn't have both things can be true. Yes. I want Jordan Addison, but I also need to recoup more picks because we only have five. And also we don't love him so much that we won't take the reward of trading back, which is more picks Mm -hmm. with the risk of losing him. Like we're Mm -hmm. okay with losing him and taking a guy at a different position. I think that's how they felt about him. So, um, you know, and, and we expressed our opinions on what we thought was going to happen before the draft started just with each other privately. And mm-hmm. I, I said, I think that they're going to trade back. And I even got specific on how I thought it would mm-hmm. happen. You know, I thought they would move back with the giants and then move back with the saints. Yep. And what I thought would happen right behind the Vikings did happen. The giants took a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's what I thought would happen. Um, and the saints took a defensive interior guy, which I thought mm-hmm. would happen. So I do think that they were trying to trade back and I just don't think they liked what they were going to get in return or, Mm -hmm. or they didn't find a trade partner. Will we ever find out the truth about that? Probably not. We probably won't ever find that out, but um, I think they were trying to get out of that pick and acquire more selections, maybe even stay in the first round and then get a player that they still like. They couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. The other thing I would say is I think that if, if it's true that it's Adam Thielen 2.0, that's just a tremendous get for the offense because that's literally what is missing, right? I mean, yep. Thielen, Thielen lost a little pep in his step and then left, and so he's totally gone. Yep. In theory, Jordan Addison is not even entering his prime yet, much less leaving his prime, which Thielen is. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's going to be moldable and teachable, yep. and he's just going to be eventually custom built for Kevin O'Connell's offense as the one B to Justin Jefferson's one a right. So yeah, when it comes to optimizing the entire team's performance, I don't think this was a great selection, but when it comes to optimizing the offense, it might've been a perfect selection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent, especially if our offensive line can take yet another step forward. I think this was truly the last piece in perfecting our offense to become the number one offense in the league. Um, mm-hmm. If he can truly become that, that premier number two, that mimics 
the the upside of what Adam Thielen could be. Um, and furthermore, I think when you think about our scheme fit, a lot of times you have to adjust your scheme in order to fit the compliments of your receiver. But if he truly is Adam Thielen 2.0, but is actually productive like a young Adam Thielen, um, I think we're in for a real heyday this coming season. Yep. <clears throat> yep. All right. Let's before we get into what we want or think will happen f- from the Viking standpoint going forward, just really quickly. You know, a, a thing that you can do a lot in the uh, with NFL drafts down the road is you say, "Oh man, we took Laquan Treadwell. Let's look mm-hmm. and see who was taken right after him." Oh man, it was this guy. Oh, we could have had him. Jeez, yep. you know. Okay. So if we do that right now with the Vikings draft this year, yep. At 24, it was the Giants who took Deontay Banks, corner out of yep. Maryland. Yep. So that's one that we're going to go back and we're going to compare Banks and Addison for sure. Of course. I, I Now, 25, the Bills took a tight end, Dalton Kincaid. I, I don't think that was, you know, in the universe of possibility, tight end. No. Do you? That's probably the, the, the position that we're the most set at other than maybe safety. Yeah. yeah I mean, we signed a guy this offseason. Yep. Um, we have the best Baltimore. tight end unit in the in jo- football, in my opinion. Right. Between so between Josh Oliver and Oliver TJ and TJ, yeah. So I I don't think that was a, so we won't compare him. Uh, Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle from Michigan, went twenty six to Dallas. I can't say that you crossed defensive interior off the board for the first round. That was it was a possibility. It was a mm-hmm. faint possibility, but possible. So maybe we can compare Smith to. Addison and Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, 27 was Anton Harrison. Tackle wasn't going to happen. Uh, and then 28, and that's as far as we'll go. Uh, Miles Murphy, the Bengals took an edge player from Clemson, Miles Murphy. I think he, I think he'll be one that, I, to me, edge is one that you should have looked at. Um, Agreed. And I, I know you're good there for starters, but as we've talked about many times, this is not about winning games in 23. The draft is not about how do we win more games in 23. The draft is about we need starters and we need to plant mm-hmm. seeds for future rosters. Yep. Um, from that standpoint, edge is a huge need for the Vikings because yep. we can't say with any degree of certainty at all that Daniil Hunter or Miles Garrett um, or Zedaria uh, Smith. Zedaria Smith We'll will be here next year, right? I mean, they might can. not even be here during this, this upcoming season. season. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's absolutely a need, which is yeah. why I love Nolan Smith for the Vikings, mm-hmm. um, as, as I told you privately yeah. before the draft started. So anyway, um, those are the players we'll compare: Nolan Smith, maybe uh, Miles Murphy, Mozzie Smith, Deontay Banks, Jordan Addison. We'll see how their yep. careers unfold, yep. how the Vikings do. Uh, those will be some of the players that we talk about uh, the Vikings could have had instead of Jordan Addison. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, hundred percent. And honestly, after looking at the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they had a pretty good draft in my opinion, oh, uh, especially man. with capturing Nolan Smith. I think uh, when you think about chasing a Super Bowl within the context of the NFC, um, although the Eagles have taken a step back in a lot of ways, that's for sure. Um, they're going to have a stout defense. When you think about the, the Philadelphia Bulldogs, as they were called uh, last night with yeah. uh, all the Georgia players coming in, uh, all the historic uh, Georgia players, I think they're going to be a really tough uh, defensive unit to be. Yep. I, I, I loved the Eagles draft. In fact, I was just about to look something up. What did they do? Were they at 30? Yeah, as as runner-ups of the Super Bowl, they were originally at 30, right? Yep, so that's their original pick. So their pick earlier came via trade from Carolina via Chicago. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Because Carolina gave it to 10. Chicago for the number one overall, and then they traded it to Philly. But how did Philly get to 10? Uh, then they traded with the Bears. They, they swapped picks. No, but, but why were they at 10? Like, they entered the draft with the 10th overall pick. Uh, what trade got, is that from? That's from New Orleans. Uh, that was from... Oh, what was that from? Um, was that Marcus Davenport? Was that when the Saints? Um, no, it wasn't. I don't think it so. was from one after I that. I yeah. think it was for a corner. I think it, no, it's for that safety slash corner. Um, oh, uh, yes, yeah, because New Orleans was there first. They traded it to Philly, and then Philly to Chicago. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, yeah. Oh, we, phenomenal player. We have to think of this name. Come on. Um, ah. Uh, I'm going to think about it as we're falling asleep tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to look it up. Keep trying to think okay. of it because we have to, right. we have to come up with this name. Come on. Um, uh, come on. Uh, some of our listeners right now are like shouting this at the, at their, oh, of course. Yeah. Phones. There's going to be car accidents from this. I know it. Um, who is it? Oh my goodness. I got it. It's a Friday. I got that's it. for sure. We're one step it. closer to Monday, the best day of the week. It's coming. It's coming. It's not coming. Bueller, Bueller. All I know is that they got Jalen Carter, uh, the Eagles uh, pick nine, and that is another phenomenal uh, pick. If I could uh, pick in a vacuum for a defensive tackle, Jalen Carter is the guy. So um, I we think, talked a little bit about before, but yeah, and I and I think what what I would be interested to know on Jalen Carter, Giles, is was the off-field incident something that caused him to slide quite a bit potentially all the way to nine. Cause I think yeah. he's a top five prospect. I do too. Or, or were teams Chauncey Gardner. Is that the trade? Was that the trade? John, Chauncey? Yeah. yeah was maybe Chauncey, that's what it was. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was it. Okay. Yeah, that's so that's it. the name yeah. we're trying to think of. Yep. So that, I mean that, to be honest, I thought the Seahawks were going to pick him at five. Uh, and then when they went Devin Weatherspoon from, uh, from Illinois, the cornerback, um, yeah. that really, I think that caused Jalen Carter to, to slide because the yeah. rest of the picks were a little more offensive focus between the Cardinals and the Falcons. Yep. Uh, the Falcons uh, drafting Bijan Robinson was also a little bit out of left field, but um, it was a bit high for a running back in my opinion, but I guess time will tell. The Eagles, the Eagles first round was so good. A plus grade period. So, so good. I really like the Texans too. I think they gave up a little bit too much to get Will Anderson, but I think there's a chance that Will Anderson will be the best edge rusher in football day one. Yeah. There is a chance that that happens. I love it. I mean, they got the quarterback they liked. They got mm. maybe the best defensive player in the draft. It's yep. first year with D'Amico Ryans. Mm -hmm. You know, and the thing about picks is – when draft picks have the most value to you is February, March, and April, you know? Mm -hmm. But like in October and November, you want players. Correct. You know what I you mean? Want production. And um, and so because it's a quarterback and edge, it doesn't bother me that the Texans gave up first and third round picks in the future, you know? Because two of the most valuable positions in football. Yeah. When you think about uh, dollars spent. Yeah. For sure. Um, if you're good. Yep. All right. So those are some of our thoughts on the first round Vikings and NFL related. Um, 
We can come back to it if Giles, if you had more opinions on other teams in the first round, because there were a couple of other things I wanted to uh, to talk about uh, with regard to the first round in general from an NFL standpoint. But before we do that, Vikings and the second and third round. Uh, um, we talked about John Michael Schmitz a few times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to go pretty early tonight, mm-hmm. you know, in the first 15 picks or so tonight, if not sooner than that. So he might yep. be out of reach for our squad for the Vikings. Um, but, you know, with no second round pick and one third round pick, I think they're limited in their ability to get up and take a player in the second round this year tonight, mm-hmm. unless they trade a player along with picks. So yep. you're, you're bullish on the Vikings being willing to move up. You thought they were thinking about it in the first round. And I think yep. you think they are going to try to do it tonight. So tell us a little bit about why you think that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think they even tried on day one to trade up, but obviously the Texans, uh, produced such a big haul to, to trade up to three that the Vikings simply couldn't, couldn't beat yeah. it uh, with our existing capital. Um, so I think they're going to try it again tonight. Um, I think there's a chance that both Dalvin cook and potentially Zarius Smith could be packaged together to try to trade up with uh, maybe a, a few picks as well. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's maybe a stretch to say Dalvin cook will get you a second round pick. Um, yeah. But if you package him with some other picks, I think there's a chance you could trade up uh, because like you mentioned, cornerback is still another uh, low key need uh, as well as edge. But I think uh, the best player still on the board right now is Joey Porter jr. Mm-hmm. Um so that's where I think there's a, a pretty high chance that they uh, at least make some calls to be able to, to trade a few players, get them off your books for people that are unhappy, people that are highly paid uh, and trade up to go get Joey Porter jr. To get a cornerback in the room uh, because we need, we need people in those spots. I think there's a chance that for the rest of this draft, we draft defensively um, as much as I would love John Michael Schmitz. The fact that we've re-signed Garrett Bradbury, I think reduces that chance to a pretty low percentage. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, sure. uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, some word I'm hearing on the street though, is someone that hasn't been mentioned a lot. And that's uh, uh, Ezra Cleveland, our left guard. He's on the last yeah. year of his rookie deal. There's a chance that he could get traded away. If that does happen, I think there's a chance that maybe we we trade. Uh, I don't know if John Michael Schmitz could be a guard or if Garrett Bradbury could be pushed to guard and then you draft John Michael Schmitz. But if that happens, I think then there's a chance that some things can move. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, if you operate with the belief that they're not going to give him a second contract, if they think he's good, not great, and does don't want to pay him top dollar, um, then I think there's a chance that uh, offensive guard could be in play. Okay, interesting. So if if the Vikings maneuver this thing and end up with Joey Porter Jr. <clears throat> or a corner like that, I, I I couldn't say boo about anything with the draft. I mean, because yeah. I, I would have liked um let's see. There's like a couple Christian of Gonzalez or uh yeah, that that would have been really good. He fell uh, a lot last night. Yeah, he did. Uh, Banks. Um, there's a Mississippi mm-hmm. State corner who I like too. Um, who went earlier? He went a little bit earlier. Uh, Manuel Forbes. 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 Yeah, yeah. he was um, uh, a pick six machine. I like him. In college. Yep, yeah. he was. So I liked him. Yeah, I did like Christian Gonzalez, um, and I liked Banks. Mm-hmm. But Joey Porter Jr. could be better than all of them. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen. So if the Vikings end up with a, a a guy like Porter Jr., a corner of that standing, plus they got Addison. I mean, bravo. That would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so long as they don't have to give up too terribly much in the future to do it. Yeah. You know, you'd rather not dip into next year's draft uh, t- to do that. You'd want to package players with picks from this year. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, Absolutely. I, I don't really have a strong or specific wish list aside from corner. I think they got to fill mm-hmm. that room. You you just talked about it. They 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 need to populate the room, much less get talent in there. I mean, they're just not bodies in there. Yep. Um. So someone breathing. Yeah, and I, I know they know that. We're not telling them something they don't know, but what's the plan? You know, um, I'm sure there is one. I just don't know what it is. And I have to imagine if nothing happens and they stand pat at in the third round, that's got to be a corner. I don't know who it would be at that point, but I mean. Yeah, there's a lot that, of different options in third round, but yeah, I would I would have to agree. That it, position has input. to be addressed. Yeah, 100%. They have to. It, it's very hard to imagine though that, the Vikings do nothing, just sit there, we'll let the second round go by, let most of the third round go by and take a guy in their spot in the third round and then call yep. it a night. Yep. I cannot. I would be highly that. surprised if we not did not trade up at least a little bit. If that means further up in the third round or into the second round. Yeah. Highly surprised. So the one thing that I found interesting, Giles, was um, you know, how high Bijan Robinson went. And then the Lions took a running back as well. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because we're talking about the Vikings trading a player along with picks to move up. And obviously Mm -hmm. one of those players would be Delvin cook. Mm -hmm. The running back market though is so soft right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly Deandre Swift is available. if Someone wants a running back, right? Yeah. I think it was reported earlier that he is being shopped actively. I mean, yeah, the Lions don't even have to confirm that. I mean, actions speak (laughs) louder than words, man. They signed David Montgomery to a, pretty lucrative deal for a running mm-hmm. back yep and then draft one in the first round yep you know, Bijan robinson goes eighth i mean it's a soft right now if you're trying to pedal one of your own running backs to another team that's tough sledding right now don't you think yeah. oh a hundred percent now i do think that dalvin cook is a better player than deandre swift so if you're looking at output potentially i think uh dalvin cook is even from a a, a business standpoint in driving sales for your team. Dalvin cook is a household name, even in a non Minnesota format. So I think there is some, something to be said about that, yep. but I, I agree. It's a very, very soft market. Um, but I think even on top of that, when you look at the, the Detroit lions, that's a really interesting strategy here. They're really going heavy with the run game. I mean, we've said it before. I'll say it again. I think going into this season, they'll have the best offensive line in football. So when you have two premier backs uh, and a great offensive line, they're going to be a real tough cookie to crack here uh, yeah. and, and to stop uh, coming 2022 or 2023 yeah. rather. Agreed. Um, we didn't talk about Will Levis. Um, I don't think either one of us very high on him. Not at all. I, I truly was not surprised to see him fall. And I can say that with honesty because I, I, I'm watching and listening to the draft and like CJ Stroud was the projected number one pick for a long time. And then just out of thin air, it became Bryce young and mm-hmm. CJ Stroud became the second pick for a long time. And then there's just a lot of weird late steam mm-hmm. that caused CJ Stroud to fall. And people are talking about Will Levis ahead of him and maybe Anthony Richardson ahead of him. And I'm just like, what happened? Because the last time I saw CJ Stroud play, he was shredding the Georgia Bulldogs. Yep. Which is no small feat. They're all in the NFL now, by the way. <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs. Yep. And CJ Stroud, you know, threw for like 350 yards and four touchdowns against yep. them. Yeah, he's a dude. And now he's not going to. And so when the Texans took him second, I was like, thank you. There is yeah. like. Need some validation here. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, that, of course. Yep. Like, why would it, we come off of that opinion? 
I don't know where Will Levis is going to go, man. And so, and, and so what further, and I'm, I'm sticking with the lions here, getting to my point, what further validated my slash our thoughts on Will Levis was that the lions didn't take him. They had two picks in the first round. And Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone thinks Jared Goff's going to be your guy for another seven, six, seven or eight years. He might even be your guy after next year. So no, like quarterbacks, the thing you should be thinking about. Absolutely. I mean, you have arguably one of the best rosters in the NFL and the quarterback is the one piece that's not in a perfect position. Yes. And they didn't even sniff a quarterback. In fact, they had two picks and didn't take one. So they must have hated the quarterbacks in this draft. Correct. Right. I mean, they must have. Yep. So I don't, I wouldn't touch Will Levis in the second round. Um, I might take a flyer on him in the third if I was a team who had a starter, but yep, I think Levis keeps sliding. Yep. I also um, think they tremendously reach for Jamar Gibbs uh, from Alabama, but that's my opinion. Me too. Okay. Uh, so I agree with you, Giles. And you, you know, over the long haul, draft after draft after draft, round after round after round, pick after pick after pick, the, the way to get value is to take guys where they should go. If you reach up too often, I mean, you just, over time, you lose capital. However, mm-hmm. if you are really convicted about a player, I like going up and getting them, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I think we have to, there's got to be some level of respect to give them where it's like, you are convicted about this player and you went and got him yeah. because it's like, if he ends up being the next Barry Sanders and you're like, yeah, we didn't take Barry Sanders because it was just four picks too early or 20 picks yeah, too yeah. early. Like, what are we doing here? We got to see yeah. the forest through the trees here. That's very true. So I, yep. I agree with you on that, but um, I mean, they, they took a linebacker at 18 instead of, you know, a quarterback instead of Will Levis. So they, yep. they have to hate Will Levis, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but I thought the Lions were a sneaky candidate for a quarterback this year and they, they didn't want anything to do with it. So it, mm-hmm. It makes me question how good the quarterbacks are in this class. Agreed. They yep. might not be very good. So I still think there's a chance that one of those teams could draft Will Levis in the second or third round, more than likely the third round, but I think it's still an indictment on his play that you were not worthy of a first-round grade, that we were willing to lose you in the process. Yeah. Um, we might take you as a backup and give you a flyer, but we're definitely not give, willing to give you the confidence of a first-round pick. So, you know what? That That's an interesting opinion, Giles, because I, I even said, Maybe a team comes up in the second or third round who's got a starter, but take a flyer on them. The Lions mm-hmm. are are a team like that. Are that? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely that. Where if Will Levis goes Demetrius Underwood on it and doesn't even show up for camp, yep. you're fine because you got you're golf. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So now, do you know who else it, is in that position? Um, the Green Bay Packers. Oh I yeah. Was, I thought they were a low key uh route for a quarterback, but that's that's a whole other conversation. Uh, interesting. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Uh they they are definitely that. Now with in that scenario, we talked about this with cousins. You got to manage the relationship with your quarterback the right way. So if you're gonna mm-hmm. do that, you gotta let your quarterback know, I think. Yeah. Hey, we're, this is what we're doing. We want you to know, here's our plan. You're our guy, but we're going to do this. You mm-hmm. know, I wonder if those yep. conversations are happening right now throughout NFL buildings. Yeah. Because Sending some love pro- out. Well, yeah. Off season program has begun. So more than, more than likely your quarterbacks in the building. Mm-hmm. Now it is a Friday and a lot of off season programs are Monday through Thursday. I don't know how they run them anymore, but mm-hmm. 
you know, your quarterback was in the building yesterday because it was Thursday. You know, I wonder if that's a common practice for teams where it's like, hey, you know, just want to let you know, we're kind of thinking it's possible that we yep. we end up taking a quarterback in the second or third round, but don't don't read into it. Like, did the Vikings do that when they took Kellen Mond? Did Spielman yep. or Zimmer talk to Cousins and say, hey, heads up, like, we might be doing this. I think you should do that in some Agreed. cases. Yeah, Not that you want your players dictating what happens, you know, but you want to always manage expectations. And mm-hmm. a lot of times when someone is surprised, it can exacerbate any negative reaction they had, right? So, Absolutely. And, in, and half of this game is mental. Yeah, for sure. So um, everyone and their mom is going to mock Joey Porter Jr. to the Steelers as the first pick in the, sec- in the second oh round, gosh. right? Absolutely. Yeah, so everyone's going to do that. Yeah. After that, though, you know, the Cardinals won't take a quarterback. So the Lions do have the third pick of the second round. Be interesting mm-hmm. to see if they take Levis here because it'd kind of be like a safe place for him to take it. They've already had two first round picks, they have Jared Goff. So they could be a, a Will Levis landing spot and, and not feel much risk. Um, here's another team, too, that you could say is like that the Seahawks, right? Ooh. The, that's very true. Although they did just give um, uh, their quarterback an extension. I think that that contract is fairly loose where he could get out of it pretty well, quickly. And the fact that they just gave him an extension kind of gives him a license to take a guy to put behind Gino. Cause it's like, Gino, don't worry, man. We just gave you a whole bunch of money. Like, yeah, you're good. Yeah. You're our yeah. guy, but we need a backup. We need to, yeah. yeah. I, I saw, I think it's 67 different quarterbacks started a game last year. In the NFL. Yep. Okay. So you don't have to feel this, bad at all for trying to get a, a, a solid backup. Now, Will Levis yep. being a rookie, you wouldn't say is like a solid backup, but he's a developmental guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Heck of an and, arm, but definitely developmental. Yeah. So you're more, more likely than not, you're going to need two quarterbacks. And if you're the Niners in one game in a playoff game, you might need four, you know, so mm-hmm. well, makes sense to stock up on that position. I, Actually, I'm looking at the early part of the second round, Giles. Mm-hmm. Lions at 34, Rams at 36, Seahawks mm-hmm. at 37. How about the Raiders? Honestly, they're another low-key option. That's for sure. Although they did, once again, give uh, Jimmy G a contract. That's only three yeah. years. Raiders at 38. Saints? No. Titan Titans? Titans. Honestly, that was the one prospect that I thought Will Levis would go to was the Titans. Uh, he seems like he'd be a good fit. So that's there. six. One, two, three. Six of the first 11 teams that pick in the second round tonight are teams that could justify taking a quarterback. So maybe and Levis the Packers will go are right early. after that. <laughs> right after right. the Titans. They are. Yep, yep, they are. And they have two picks. They, they also have one, three picks after that. So yeah, 42 and 45. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Any other notes or interesting things that happened in the first round from your standpoint as you were sitting there watching it? Um, honestly, I was on uh, the edge of my seat the whole night. Uh, I did expect Bryce, Rung, uh, Bryce Young rather to go number one overall. Uh, I was really hoping for us to trade up, but obviously the the chips fell where they may. So um, I think uh, there were some people that fell further than I thought they would. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm excited that we were able to grab Addison. Um, I think he, once again, uh, I think he's a player that can help this year and beyond. Um, I really think 
you're exploring all the different places that Jordan Addison could have gone. This is maybe the best landing spot because I do believe him or believe in him as a, a highly potentially productive player in the NFL. And if you're going to sit behind, you know, play behind Justin Jefferson, for example, um, Justin Jefferson is going to be the one that's going to command all the attention. So if yeah. you are worth your salt at all, you're going to be able to really show up and show out, uh, you know, with that type of format. So I'm really excited to see what he does on the field. Yeah, I am too. And I've heard a lot of comparisons for Addison to certain players. And, you know, you, you've detailed the Adam Thielen one ver- really well. Mm-hmm. Um, someone I follow who covers the Rams talked about you know, a Robert Woods clone, yeah. you know, yep. and I don't know if that's so much because that's true or if, you know, they both went to USC or well, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. other comparisons that are not necessarily yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. Do we have a beat on if Addison can help in the return game? Because our last position breakdown was specialists. And we talked about not being in love with the punt returner, right? Mm-hmm. With Rieger. So I wonder if Addison would help in the return game. You know, I'm not gonna say I've watched, you know, 20 games of tape on Jordan Addison, but I, I've watched a little bit and I think he's got the movement that you would look for in a punt returner. That's fair. I, I mean, especially in the, the starting element, if you are, are uh, not as confident in, in uh, rigor, I think that could be yeah. interesting. Like, I think he's got a low center of gravity and I think he's quick. Um, I think he's got agility and quickness. He's got a low center of gravity. Everyone mm-hmm. talks about he has great hands. So I think he'd be secure with the ball. Yep. So I wonder if there's added value there. And that might've been asked in the press conference and I didn't catch it. I'm not really sure. Looks like he only Um, did maybe three returns all season last year. Um, So it wasn't super prominent in that category, but I'm okay with that. Um, I I would look more at when you watch him, does he look like someone who could be good at returning punts? That's Mm -hmm. what matters more to me. And the reason for that is one of my favorite stats was that Marcus Sherrill's did not, I think he had zero punt returns in college. I don't know if I knew that. Okay, there we go. I mean, he's yeah. numbers wise, the best punt returner in Vikings history. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. So um, I think it matters more what their skill set and then it yeah. does. Did they do it in college or not? So correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. Anyway, I, yeah, I, I think it's a good way to sort of wrap up uh, the show today is to reiterate, like we're not hating on Jordan Addison at all. We very good chance that he's a productive player in this offense and he helps the offense improve or get better. Mm-hmm. I just came away thinking I, I rather would have seen him get an edge guy and I rather would have seen him get a corner. I'll be mm-hmm. honest and say that, that maybe a, there's a little bit of pride and prediction where Nolan Smith was still on the board. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, he was kind of a guy I had pegged for the Vikings. Um, yeah. So I was, when the name popped up and it wasn't Nolan Smith, I was like, uh, you know, could have had, could have had my guy, my prediction. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but, um, we'll get him on his second contract. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we can do that. Um, you know, but the Jordan Addison pick, look, I mean, fans love offense. They love receivers. I think they're going to love this guy. I, mm-hmm. you know, I think the, there's going to be lots of talk about the potential of Addison and Jefferson together. And what could that mean? And, 
you know, throw Hawkinson into it and good luck NFL defenses. So we're going to hear mm-hmm. a lot of that hyperbole and a lot of that talk, you know, and we can't discount that until we see games and don't like what we see. So until then, yeah. I think it's fair to be optimistic about the pick of Jordan Addison for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I'm really, really excited. 2023 is going to be a phenomenal year. Yeah, it's fun to watch. So you and I will be texting and watching the draft here tonight. I'm going to do so while I'm semi-distracted because I'm going to sneak to the Excel Energy Center and watch the Wild tonight. So I'll have one eye on the ice. Yeah, one eye on the ice, and I think we'll have one eye on on the draft while that's going on. Uh, Dream scenario for you, Giles? Lay it out. Be specific. Lay out the dream scenario for you for the Vikings in round two slash three. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you can trade Dalvin Cook and uh, Zedarius Smith to the Steelers, uh, throw in a third round pick. Um, you might have to throw in another, like maybe a sixth, and trade up to the the second, um, the the, the first uh, pick of the second round, and grab Joey Porter Jr., who where I think he's going to go. I think yeah. that'd be phenomenal. When you think about uh, trying to improve the the defense, um, he's the best player on the board right now, in my opinion, at this point in the draft. Uh, Joey, Joey Porter Jr. would be by far and away my my absolute pick. So if you could go uh, trade up, I think you'd you'd solve two birds with one stone there uh, and, and uh, really improve your team in multiple ways. Yeah, I think um, as you lay out possible things that could happen, I think that would be like a really high end outcome, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a little bit pie in the sky. I get it. Well, no. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, that shouldn't happen, but, or that can't happen, but it's really high end because you're addressing a position you need with a Mm -hmm. player that a lot of people like, and you're helping yourself cap wise, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and and so you're helping your roster building process down the road. So that would be really, really a great outcome. And truthfully, he's really the only corner left that I would say, like, I would get excited about. Agreed. And that's yeah. a corner, a place of need. So if we want to get excited, we need to trade up. Um, there was a lot of Hendon Hooker steam with the Vikings. <laughs> yep. He's still on the board. Yep. They've apparently done more work on him than any other player in the draft. He's really old though. I mean, I don't want to put age into it, but like when he's, he's on his 25 year deal, right? he'll be 31. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting name to watch here. Cause we're talking about Will Levis. Yep. All those teams we talked about as possible. Will Levis teams are also possible. Hendon hooker teams, right? Yep. Especially if he was 21, I think he would have been uh, a first round talent. Oh, really? Okay. I, I really do. And not, not necessarily top five, but I think he would have been taken in the first round. And he was coming off an injury. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite player left after Joey Porter is John Michael Schmitz. That would be great. Uh, I I mean, that would be a phenomenal pick. Much like the Chiefs in what was that, 2019 when they drafted Creed Humphrey, he stepped yep. in and was the best center in football, period. Uh, drafted in the second round. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be a, a nice solution for us, especially – well, regardless of whether you keep Kirk Cousins or you draft someone new next year, um, having a great center is always a good investment. I know a lot of people think yeah. like, oh, just find a guy. But if you can have the best center in football, you're really putting yourself in a position to succeed. Agreed. Absolutely agree. And he's one of those guys who he can make people next to him better. Like if you're really good there, mm-hmm. you don't have to be quite so good on one of the other sides. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yep. You give yourself a lot of flexibility. Yeah, I think so. 
All right. Well, um, more excitement to come here uh, for Vikings fans and and NFL fans with rounds two and three of the NFL draft happening tonight. So that's that's it for this episode of the Wobcast 2.0. Of course, we're going to be back early next week talking about the draft in its entirety. So we encourage you to stay tuned and look for that. To catch previous episodes of the Wobcast and future episodes of the Wobcast 2.0, you can do that the same way you do all your other favorite podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and we're on YouTube as well. Come find us on social media and enjoy rounds two and three of the draft tonight and the rest of the draft on Saturday. Giles, always appreciate your work. I know that uh, you're going to be glued to the TV tonight, so um, we'll go back and forth via text, I'm sure, and hopefully the Vikings end up with another good player or two, huh? Yep, Skull Vikings. All right, that's it for now. Until next time, I'm Wabi, he's Giles, Skull Vikings.